Before I start, I shared my reading with Ida Jo. She says she's got the better choice. I'm shooting for 80% on phonetic pronunciations correctly. <laughs> reading from the book of Nehemiah, reading from chapter 8, verses 1 through 12. All the people came together as one in the square before the water gate. They told Ezra, the teacher of the law, to bring out the book of law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded for Israel. So on the first day of the seventh month, Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly, which was made up of men and women and all who were able to understand. He read it aloud from daybreak till noon as he faced the square before the water gate in the presence of the men, women, and others who could understand. And all the people listened attentively to the book of the law. Ezra the teacher law stood on a high wooden platform built for the occasion. Beside him, on the right, stood Mattathiah, Shema, Ananiah, Uriah, Hilkiah, Maseiah, and on his left were Pedadiah, Mishael, Malkijah, Hashem, Hashbanadan, Zechariah, and Meshulam. Ezra opened the book. All the people could see him because he was standing above them. And as he opened it, the people all stood up. Ezra praised the Lord, the great God, and all the people lifted their hands and responded, Amen, Amen. They, then they bowed down and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. The Levites, Jeshua, Bani, Serabiah, Jamin, Akkad, Shabbatiah, Hodiah, Masiah, Kalita, Azariah, Jotabad, Hanan, and Peliah instructed the people in the law while the people were standing there. They read from the book of the law of God, making it clear and giving meaning so that people understood what was being read. Then Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the priest, and the teacher of the law, and the Levites who were instructing the people said to them all, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people had been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. Nehemiah said, Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks, and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The Levites calmed all the people, saying, Be still, for this is a holy day. Do not grieve. Then all the people went back to eat and drink, to send portions of food, and to celebrate with great joy, because they now understood the words that had been, named, been made known to them. This is the word of the Lord. It was really, truly great to be here. I came from Ghana two and a half weeks ago. And it was 40 degrees Celsius. When I arrived in Canada, the next morning, Brenda woke me up and said, come and see. Oh, I was excited. I just arrived. I went out and there was snow. <laughs> and I thought, what a bad timing to, to leave Ghana and, and be here this time. So while we were coming here, we started reading about the temperatures that it was fair. It was nice here. I was, a, I was glad to get out of Canada and, and be here. And, and 
when we turned in and saw Bloomington, oh, my heart leaped. Because Bloomington is like coming home. And then we saw all your trees blooming. And this is, I think, that's why they call this place Bloomington. Since we're just pretty blooming. Well, we are so thankful to be here this morning and to share what God is doing. Sorry for all the names of the text that I gave to you guys this morning. But it's a great text. It's a powerful text. It's a text that helps us to see what God does with his people. I'm just so glad that we've got this chance again with you. I wish we had booked for more days to stay here. Bob and his wife has looked so nice after us. We've, we've enjoyed being here again. God's work and God's love is great. Amen? The book of Nehemiah, what we've just read, tells us something very significant. I don't know whether you like dealing with numbers, but in scriptures, particularly Matthew, the book of Matthew, he talks about numbers a lot, particularly number seven. And so is Revelation. Revelation talks a lot about number seven, number seven. And whenever you see number seven, is completeness, completeness, peace, accuracy, God's support. It's like the, it's like the four ends of everything. It's just exactly complete. And we see that here. Verse 4. Verse 4. If you look at it, before Ezra climbed the pulpit, the podium, there were 14 of them. Now, when we read, we saw that there's seven at his left-hand side and six at his right-hand side. I don't know whether he took that notice. So together, there were 14 standing there. Seven here, seven there. Complete unity among those people. Togetherness. Prepared for God to work. And then the 13 flanked their priest to speak to them. I pray in the name of God. I pray in Christ's name that ECC that you'll be complete. Amen? That you'll be exact. You'll be number seven. Here and there. Where there's unity, there's peace. Because the reason for that is when there's that unity and peace and love and accuracy then God works. And then you can pray for us to work in Ghana. Amen? Your job this morning is to try and understand me. Because my daughters even tell me that when you start speaking and you get excited, we can't even hear you. We don't know what you're saying. <laughs> but when I get excited, then it gets worse. <laughs> but it is exciting. It is exciting to work together. Your church, ECC, is working around the world. Last night, I picked up one of your missionaries, Christine and Victor, Rosa. They are in Hungary. They are working there. They are teaching. And I bet you have lots of them around. You have some in Guatemala. You have all over the place. And then this Ghana work. 
So God wants us, if we are going to do this work, if you are going to support, if you are going to pray, if you are going to, if you are going to survive, you need to be together. You need to be number seven. You need to flank Bob and the ministers in this church. Flank them. Amen? Amen is not a bad word, you know. You say it properly. <laughs> you need to flank them. You need to flank them with prayer, the leaders of your church. Flank them. Seven there, seven there. Flank them with peace. Flank them with prayer. Flank them. Pair them up in Christ. And then God will raise his work amongst you. Amen. That's what these people were doing. They had looked back. They had looked back and saw what was happening. Tobias and Sambalat. They had come through to build that wall of Jerusalem. They went through testing and testing and testing and discouragement. But God, in his kindness, prevailed over, over the evil ones. And they built the wall. And he wants us to be like that, to be together, to be strong together, to love each other, and he will help us to build a wall. <laughs> Amen. When you falter, we stagger over there. Because many times, when we are in forefront there, we are confronted with so many, so much. But whenever things are tough, we remember that Bloomington is praying for us. Bloomington is praying for us. So keep on going, David. Keep on going, Brenda. So if you are no longer praying for us, then as my father-in-law will say, we are licked. The word of God will suffer. Right now we've moved to an Islamic area. And as Brenda said, so many are coming to the Lord. We don't have enough to disciple them that we have even held back. Because you are praying. May the Lord keep that number seven. May he keep you strong as you move on this faith, as we serve in Africa. And you know, when Ezra picked the book, the first thing that came into this minister's mouth is praise be to God. Praise be to God for his kindness. Praise be to God for his love. Praise give to God. And the people all echoed back, amen, amen. You remember that? It's not me saying it, it's the scriptures. Their hearts were so in tune. Their hearts were so blessed. They thought about God. They realized what God is doing. And they could not do anything but to shout, Amen, Amen, the Lord is with us. You've got to do that. You've got to remember that the Lord is with you. You've got to remember that God is using you to do so many things in Hungary and in Ghana and other parts of the world. When you start to be become very discouraged, sometimes it can happen. 
you get discouraged in the church, remember that this church is not the only church you are serving. But your hands are across the ocean. Think about that and say amen. Sometimes when illness comes, some of you are going through that. So many things come and you just think, no. But remember, remember that the Lord has done something for you before. Remember that and say amen. He shouted amen. And then when he started to read the text, they burst out. They burst out. They started to weep. They started to sob. You know why? They had, they had looked into their lives and brought God before them and saw that they were not really adequate. They were not. It wasn't them. All that had accomplished, it wasn't them. It wasn't their righteousness. It wasn't that they were good. It wasn't that they were perfect. But the grace of God was doing the work. And so mixed with that, they started to cry. And say, who are we, God, that you should do this for us? They started to weep. This is important for us to also see that it is by his grace. In Ghana, not in Ghana, we are 3 million plus now. We have only 17 doctors. 17 doctors to look after 3 million people. I bet Bloomington alone has more than 17 doctors. When you think about that, say praise be to the Lord. And also, remember that it's not because you're just so righteous that you're so good. That's why you have those doctors and nurses. By his grace. The grace of the Lord. You're so privileged. When we were coming, again, we see some notice come on some hospitals. The 15 minutes wait, 20 minutes wait, Ask Brenda, what does that mean? Say, well, if you go to that hospital there, within 20 minutes, a health professional will be talking to you. Well, you go to Ghana Hospital there, you're sitting there for a year. <laughs> you go to Northern Region there. There are people that have never sat in front of a doctor before. Never in their life. And they die with diseases that shouldn't kill. My sister died like that. My senior sister. It was a simple pneumonia that could be cured for. So it is the love of God that these people have recognized. And they shout, Amen. And they read and they cry. They sob that God has been kind to us. Sri Lanka, 300 people were just shot, our brothers and sisters, and killed. Christians. When I was walking to this church this morning, I didn't have any fear 
of being shot this morning. It's not like that in other places. They are looking behind. But you come here. Oh, hallelujah. This is what makes me jump. You come here. The Lord is kind. The Lord is good. The Lord is blessed. The Lord is holy. The Lord is caring. The Lord is giving everything. And you have to thank him. He tells them the people were so moved, so moved that they were crying. And he tells them, he said, this is the day of the Lord. Do not cry. Do not weep. This is the day of the Lord. It's the seventh month, the first day of the seventh month. And that's the Feast of Trumpets. Those of you Old Testament scholars. It's a day the Lord has made, the, day the Lord has made things very complete. The Lord has been gracious. The Lord has been kind. The Lord is the Lord is happy with that meeting that morning. And he was with them. And the priest Nehemiah, the governor, came up and said, do not cry today for the good things that the Lord has given to us. But instead, rejoice. Because the, the God is our strength. The joy of the Lord. So, I want to tell you, Bloomington, that... You don't need to be afraid or feel guilty about the things that I've just mentioned, about your doctors, about your good cars. <laughs> Yesterday, I sat in some sensuous meal in front of me, and I know how many people in my country would have liked to sit on that meal. Could have probably fed three, four people, but it belonged to me alone. You know what? I didn't feel guilty about it. I looked at it and said, Praise be to the Lord. So, what God gives us, don't feel guilty. If you ever feel guilty about your money or your good car, give it to me. <laughs> but instead, he says, go home and eat. Go home and rejoice. Go home and use that good car. Go home and, and rejoice in that house. Go home and have it. Take possession of it. But praise me for it. Praise me for it. Because it is by grace. Because it is by love. Because it is by care. Not because you are righteous. Not because you are good. Not because you are Americans. It is by his grace. Amen. It is by his grace that he's made you who you are. And we've got to thank him for it. And I'm closing by telling you that you don't, don't forget whatever you do with the good cars, the good meal, good education. There are students here, I suppose, this morning. In Ghana, when you finish your secondary school, you come in line, like the aircraft, you park. Let others take off first. Sometimes you stay home at three years before the first is cleared. We've got nurses now in the south that have finished. 
It's about three years now. They cannot be slotted in. They are packed. So you can't just finish high school and pass an exam and go to university. No. You wait. You guys here, you can go. All the blessings that the Lord provides. He says when he does these things for us, when we are having merry, when we are rejoicing, when we are doing this, he says, let's also send to those who don't have. That's how this book concludes, what we read this morning. As we have those things given to us, as we are blessed, he says, send some to those who don't have to eat as you go to rejoice. That they too might be able to rejoice. They too might have something to eat and to drink. And this is what you are doing. I shouldn't be talking to you this morning because you're already doing that. But just in case you get tired a little bit, I want you to know that your duty for that good house, for that good meal, for that education, is to also stretch your hands that others might have. Amen? Can you stretch your hands across the ocean? But your hands, you're so in unity, you're so flung with this, you are so in cohesion that your hands are going to Kenya, that your hands are going to Congo, that your hands are going to, <coughs> to uh, Guatemala. Your hands are going all over the place. You send out. You send out that others might have. This is why we are involved. We are involved. I could have stayed in Canada so easily. But the blessings that God has given to me, the education is given to me. I sent out. I'm there like a desert rat digging wells and molding blocks. Praise be to our God who loves us so much and who gives us so we can also give. Let us pray. Oh, our dear and loving God, our most high God, our kind God, God who loves us so much and has blessed us, particularly in, in Bloomington here in North America. We acknowledge your kindness, Lord, to us in every sector. We bless you. And we pray that, Lord, you continue to help us to recognize your love for us, your blessings that we can always say the joy of the Lord is our strength because we remember these kindnesses that you have given to us and that we can also stretch our hands, our feet, our prayers around the world to honor and glorify your name. Bless them. Bless them. Bless them. Amen.